Welcome to the 8th Yes Chef Hell's Kitchen 15 recap podcast from Reality TV Warriors. My name is Michael Harmstone and joining me today is our Hell's Kitchen expert, the lady who would always accept a chest bump before starting service, Helen Nicole Smith. <laughs> because Ben has just decided to, you know, disappear. you got me this week like the substitute teacher that, that I am. I'm sure he's missing out on the fun stuff here. He has already had an input in the podcast. I, he got to choose which of the three banners that I had made up which one to use and of course we've gone with the one with manda twerking on danny's lap because you know best part of the episode yes and for once the previews didn't actually lie previews always are hilariously wrong but not anymore i wouldn't be surprised if one of them teased one of the chefs getting de- decapitated or something so far so previously the chefs were surprised by wedding setup in the kitchen especially for queen of wait and see you never know what might happen former <laughs> sous chef Andy. It's her, it's her official title. <laughs> and her new husband, who we don't actually have to talk about. The chefs had to create wedding reception dishes, and Frank overruled Manda and forced his beef dish into the lineup, but he didn't deliver. Uh, Chad did well, as did Joe, which won them the challenge, but Frank made Manda scream his name, as he probably does to many women. Uh, at the reception, Jared was nervous while fuckwit Chad served raw fish. Danny forgot what a nonstick pan was, and Hassan was also raw on chicken. Both teams had to nominate two people, Jared and Chad, and Danny and Hassan respectively, which made Hassan the fourth guy in a row to leave the kitchen. And apparently Kristen doesn't like Danny's lack of humility. It is kind of a bit hard to work with, I imagine. Yeah, but every single time someone gets saved from elimination, like 90% of the time they say, I'm the best chef in the kitchen, I'll prove it to you if you save me. And this is the first time that in a long while that anyone's actually been called out on that. Yeah, if you're the best chef, then stop getting nominated. It's kind of the thing that she's kind of, the non-stick pan thing, it's kind of an, don't want to say a hard thing to get, because I don't know what's going on behind there. But still, it's like, what are you doing? I don't understand why there's even any non-stick pans in the kitchen. Maybe there's some things like, scallops use and i have to use the non-stick pan but i wonder if there's like something in there that you have to not use it for some reason yeah i'm not sure on that i don't know either i'm not an actual cooking expert i just talk about the show and then we get the best scene of maybe any hell's kitchen ever which is just manda's discussion about her former career (laughs) this is why i think manda is going to win the season wonderful character scene Anytime you see a show like this, if you have a scene that is basically just one person for two minutes of airtime just saying, listen, I have hardships, I am on food stamps as I mentioned before, I used to be a go-go dancer, left home at 15, I'm not spoiled like these bastards. She's, She's never getting eliminated, ever. I don't know about that, seeing as there are precedents, but I think Amanda is definitely the, she's the one that we want to love and is that one sweetheart character. And I love her. If she does actually get eliminated, I suspect it will be one of those situations where Ramsey says, keep your jacket, and I want to offer you a job. Because he's not done that for a while, but I suspect he probably will will with Manda. I don't know about that, seeing as Julia was the one thing, and it's that she never went to culinary school. I don't know if Manda has either, but if she does get eliminated, tears will be had, so... Especially as I was reading an interview with her before we started recording this, and the person interviewing her pointed out that actually the past two winners are currently working for Gordon Ramsay in Atlantic City. At the same restaurant. Really? Huh. Tasha and um, and Megan are both apparently running that restaurant now. Cool. So I wouldn't be surprised if he, he says, you know what, these ladies are local to you, I want to get you in contact with them. Yeah, that's true. She's She has them right there. I mean, 
it wouldn't be the first time we had someone like work under another chef. I mean, I think uh, I think John worked under uh, Christina Wilson for a while from season eleven. John, I remember reading about that. But yeah, we we started getting a lot more out of the kitchen scenes. We tend to get a lot of scenes like the Frank and Amanda one from last week, but this season they seems to be focusing on a lot of the downtime scenes. Well, there has been times like that before. Like last season, one of my favorite scenes was the chefs played a Never Did I Ever game, and that was hilarious. Is it ever going to be better than Never Have I Ever Broken the Honor of a Handshake? <laughs> it It's hard to. <laughs> There is precedent for Never Have I Ever on reality TV programs, and I'm not sure any Hell's Kitchen chef could ever live up to that. That one was just goofy in its own way. And I don't know whether you noticed this, but as we saw the chefs getting ready for the challenge, we saw Frank straighten his hair. I don't know why that was the only thing we saw, but that was the only thing we saw. It was just Frank straightening his hair in the mirror. Well, they're kind of on a show with cameras shoved up their faces. I don't really blame him. (laughs) Yeah, but I don't know why that was the only thing we saw. <laughs> I don't know either. Okay. The game was like two or three seconds of just Frank looking into a mirror straightening his hair. <laughs> uh, and the chefs are surprised by an old bloke from Whitesnake playing uh, for them with his band. Uh, Manda hints that she may not be a single mother of three for long. <laughs> I'm not sure whether they just included that scene with Manda and Danny just to set up the joke that... Amanda had the hots for Steve Vai from Whitesnake. I love the fact that the first person she turns to is like Joe, and he's like, yeah. I'm like, what is this? How has Joe survived this long as well? That is a good question. Joe is in the top half of the men's team this season. That's the thing. He's top four of the guys this season, regardless. Even if he went next week. (laughs) Well, follow your dreams, I guess. Uh, And the appearance by the bloke from Whitesnake apparently has a tenuous link to the challenge this week, which is producing five dishes in your team. One with seven ingredients, one with six, one with five, one with four, and one with three. And they get five proteins and must decide what they're each cooking and how many ingredients they're using. Very interesting challenge, I think. I mean, I don't think there has been something like... I mean, they've had technical challenges like this where it's like... It's nice to balance up the sort of challenge that we're going to get next week. Because I know what next week's challenge is, and it's ridiculous. <laughs> the archery from the preview is part of the challenge next week. Yes, they're going to give Jackie a bow and arrow. That obviously says it's ridiculous. Yeah, as is the bison. There is actually a bison in the dining room next week. Jeez, how'd they get it through the door? And Ariel and Kristen clash over who's cooking with three ingredients, because they obviously want to show off both of them. And it ends up that, you know, neither of them are because Jackie gets it. To be fair, from what we heard after the fact, that's actually pretty smart that Jackie did it. Because she had that lobster ingredient, or lobster, which requires less to make it awesome, so. Well, yeah, the, the whole way to solve this challenge is to work out which ingredients need least stuff with them. Mm-hmm. Like the ahi tuna, as Chad screwed it royally. Ha <laughs> ha. Uh, and Ariel ends up getting seven ingredients and with a broken foot, bro. <laughs> well... She had the hanger steak, so that's probably for the best, too. (laughs) And we get the scene that sort of summed up the entire episode of Chad completely ignoring Jared's advice over the black garlic glaze. You know, I like Jared because it's like, he knows what he's talking about, but no one else knows what he's talking about, it seems like, or thinks that he doesn't. So he's like saying, yeah, this is not going to go well for you. No, it's okay. And then 
it didn't go well for him. Jared didn't have a good week anyway, but this was one of his finer moments in a really bad episode for him. Yeah. Because it got to the point where he was probably second in terms of attacking Manda. Yeah, that, that too. Oh, yeah, yeah. Obviously, with Frank on his team, you know, no one ever is going to be more of an arsehole, but it wasn't a good week for Jared. Attacking Manda does suck, but I... It's like there's a lot of episodes, so part of me is like, well, yeah, that was one thing, but here's another that was completely hilarious, so. So, first up is the Battle of the Sea Bass, which is Manda for the blue team and Kristen for the red team, and Manda serves it with sweet potato, crispy leeks, sautéed mushrooms, and white wine glaze. Kristen has braised kale, premium Israeli couscous. Why the hell did she introduce it like that? And roasted carrots. Who knows? I was sort of writing along with what they actually had, because Ben started doing that, mm-hmm. and I was like, I know Kristen said couscous. I listened to it about three times. It sounds like she said premium premium Israeli couscous. I have no idea why. And both cook their bass beautifully, but Manda has the edge and wins the point. And then it's the Battle of the Hanger Steak, which is Frank's uh, Hanger Steak with Romanesco puree, roasted potatoes, grilled aubergine crisps, and sautéed chard. Versus Ariel, sweet potato and baby aubergine hash, uh, Brussels sprouts, lemon and farro. And Frank hides the potatoes and doesn't properly cut the steak, so you know, obviously he sucks. And Ariel easily wins the point. He's like, this is going to blow you out of the water or something like that. And then it's like, no, I like that too. It happens a lot. Even better, Ramsey introduced it as his favourite cut of meat. (laughs) Oh Frank, you really screwed up now. (laughs) disappointing exactly we're all very disappointed in you frank not just for your attacks of manda repeatedly but you know well at least he wasn't the worst on his team as we'll see in a second yeah the third round was the battle of the lobster which was joe's lobster salad with corn and couscous uh versus jackie's butter poached lobster tail with roasted romesco and roasted corn sauce and i believe for the first time all season jackie wins the point yeah because Joe eats part of his meal. <laughs> that was just a hilarious scene because it's like, what'd you do with the lobster? And he's like, I ate it. So I'm like, that's not how you taste things. The The best thing is that they used it as a an ad break cliffhanger. Yeah. It's like, I was like thinking while this is happening, I'm like, did, uh, is Joe really going to say he just kind of forgot it somewhere? He forgot the lobster? Yeah, I, no. I thought he was going to say, oh, I forgot it, or oh, it was on the side. I thought it was a bit too big. No, he just ate it. Mm-hmm. No one in recent memory, at least, has uh, has admitted that they've just eaten half of their dish. <laughs> no. There's been times where they've forgotten ingredients because of time, but nothing like this. And... Um, the worst thing for Joe is that he probably would have won the point had he, you know, not been greedy. Maybe. I mean, it was nicely cooked. As... And uh, Jackie did have a lot of help on the plating as well. Yeah, but Ramsey doesn't know that. <laughs> and then the the best bit of the challenge, Chad's Ahi Tuna. Well, well, well. I am biased here because I love garlic. But yeah, Chad's black garlic crust and sauce on the Ahi Tuna with olive oil and lemon. Uh, competes against Ashley's sesame seed crust on the tuna with broccoli, leeks, and mushrooms. And obviously because Jared called it, Chad doesn't win the point. Not even close. I don't know what was better of the fact that Jared said it was going to be wrong and then it ends up being, well, guess what, wrong. Or Ashley mocking it all throughout the challenge. <laughs> Who said it looks dead? <laughs> 
Someone said it looked like something had died. Well, the tuna died. You're not eating live fish. It's swimming in garlic. Obviously, the blue team loses the challenge. Amanda is pissed because she's the only one who won the point. And and we don't even need to see the last two dishes. Danny and Jared. I don't know what that protein was. Yeah, that's what I was kind of wondering. I mean, it probably was in like the first part, but they obviously didn't like show it. It might have been chicken because there wasn't any chickeny things. Yeah, and Th- thinking about the I... five classic proteins that they use in Hell's Kitchen for this sort of a challenge, it's usually steak, lobster, tuna, sea bass, and chicken. So, so it was probably some sort of chicken at least. Yeah, and if it was like a third or another like sea fish thing, uh, another sea fish, yes, as opposed <laughs> like to all the halibut. land fish. <laughs> I've got to give you as much abuse as Ben does. It's kind of what I'm here for. Yeah, no, I know. So the red team get a mystery reward, and it's going to be action-packed, while the blue team get to deal with deliveries all day, beginning with ice. And it turns out that the reward is actually going paintballing with Marino. Yes, this is a... They usually have a paintball reward once in a while. Well, it helps get all the frustration out on them. Yeah, and it looks like fun. I mean, paintball's pretty fun. I the think. editors had a blast with this, though. It was blatantly oh obvious that the editors were having so much fun with that. With yes. the custom graphics. With Jackie having the quote of the episode, which is, I'm going to shoot all you bitches in the effing face. I don't know. I, I thought I liked the quote, no one should give Jackie a gun. Well, it's starting the trend of Jackie getting weaponry now. Because Jackie gets a bow and arrow next week. Which is also going to be fun. Why are we giving things that are dangerous to Jackie? And in the punishment, Frank apparently can't stand working with women. Amanda is pathetic, apparently. Yeah, because there's no women in the Marines. He needs to get over him. It's his damn self. It's probably a real shame that Ben isn't covering this episode, because I suspect Ben would have gone on like a ten minutes high raid here. I think Frank is just demonstrating why the army is better. Whereas I will just call Frank an arsehole and get on with it. Yeah, that's probably for the best, because I'm like, sometimes it's like, yeah, 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 he sucks, let's move on. Let's talk about the awesome people. Like, I don't want any Marines on my case. I've had enough from the uh, Major Race 28 cast this season already. Have you se- have you seen some of the, the stuff that we had to deal with? Well, you're dealing with the YouTube personalities, is it, from the Amazing Race? I don't know. It is, yes. We've had, um, during after I released the preview, we had one racer comment on the actual file as well as tweet us saying she would rather be waterboarded than listen to our podcast again. Uh, I am currently blocked on both uh, Facebook and Twitter by Corey Cool, and I am also blocked on Facebook by Tyler Oakley, despite the fact that I have never actually contacted either of them. Jeez. They are so thick, uh, thin-skinned. <laughs> Meanwhile, both Amanda and Ashley seem to like our podcast here, so... Yeah, we we probably need to start tweeting the links to them again, because it's been, it's been very last minute the past couple of weeks. Yeah, but it's like, still, jeez. It's kind of clear. I, I am ready for Amazing Race 28 to be over with already. I'm perfectly happy to just move straight onto Canada 4 and start being mean to Canadians again. That's a national sport here, so... Yeah, the Canadians take it in good stride, though. Yeah. The Canadian cast tend to be tend to have very good sense of, hu- senses of humour, unlike the social media moguls of this season. They get that they're on a reality TV show. I mean, there were so many running jokes with teams from l- the last Canadian season that it actually improved the season, because the season overall wasn't very good. It was a terrible boot order. It's one of the worst boot orders of all time. But the cast made it awesome. Anyway, on the 
subject of Hell's Kitchen again. During the punishment, Manda pulls something in her back, which makes her miss some of the prep, but she comes back quickly because she doesn't have any sick days because she's a mother of three. Exactly. Back injuries are pretty hard. That's all I know. <laughs> and Ariel has to do a chest bump with everyone, but Ashley is afraid of her fake boobs popping. Danny said no to. <laughs> yeah, Danny did say no to, but Ashley had the funnier response. <laughs> I like Ashley. Yeah, I, I like Ashley as well. If we were still making Black Jacket predictions, Ashley would definitely be there. Well, she's currently on there, so... Having said that, I'm very proud of you guys for not losing good at the Black Jacket prediction this week. <laughs> well, no one got no one got kicked off, so... It wouldn't stop the terrible record that you guys are on so far. That's what I told Ben. I'm like, my next prediction is going to be someone off this Black Jacket chart. I mean, except for my win pick. I'm sticking with that, just because I had a very long, out, drawn-out prediction and... Why? And Ramsey makes them take a pledge that they won't suck this week. I will not suck. I say that pledge every day, actually, so... He must really have hated last week's service then. Um, yeah. I'm surprised he didn't kill them. I'm very surprised we didn't get a double elimination last week, given how awful it was for Ramsey. And at service, uh, we got Frank and Joe on appetizers, and Danny and Kristen for the red team. Uh, on fish is Jared and Ashley, Garnish is Chad and Jackie, and Meat is Ariel and Manda. And the first words out of Jared's mouth were that he's happy to be on fish because he's a chef that cooks seafood. And he puts the scallops off the heat. Well done, Jared. As, as, as much as I like you, Jared, not a good week for you. It's very stressful in Hell's Kitchen. People get on your nerves, but still, it's like... This editing is fantastic. <laughs> yeah. I don't know whether they've changed editors this season, but the editors are pretty spectacular this season. It's like we're getting all the good editors that Survivor has rejected over the years. Well, the Survivor editors are doing a fantastic job this season as well. I mean, come on, Debbie's ever-changing profession. They usually have that one that sticks around and does all the funny stuff while the rest of them are focused on other things. I don't know. I still haven't seen Survivor this year. Really? You sound surprised. Yeah, the, the first few weeks have been very good. I've been really busy lately. And if any, anyone isn't, uh, or is watching Survivor and hasn't seen Cameron Johnson's blogs on the uh, Reality TV Warriors site, they are very good. Yeah, I, I've actually read some of them. Yeah, I haven't seen it, but I've read a few of uh, her blogs, so there you go. Cam is, uh, is doing two blogs a week, the autopsy right after the episode airs, and then the... Even, that's like three and a half thousand words every week, and then um, like five and a half thousand words towards the end of the week with predictions for the next week. And Danny isn't very confident with appetizers either. She's just not okay with the pizzas in general, and pizzas can be pretty chaotic. I mean, you have some that are raw, some are overcrusted, sometimes you can catch the peel on fire. That hasn't happened on show, but... I've heard from an interview with Christina, season 10 Christina, current sous chef Christina, that she has actually caught fire to that on her season. She put it out, but Ramsey still called her a donut. <laughs> Always good to know that he's an equal opportunity abuser. I'm like, don't be mean towards just one person in particular. Be like Ramsey. Be an asshole to everyone. Um, and Manda can't move fast during service because of her back. And Frank wants Manda to completely crash and burn because of the meat that she sends up raw. So he's a lovely person. He's not much of a team player, which kind of tells me that, yeah, those team player people don't really stick around until the very, very end. And in another wonderful bit of editing, according to Danny, her and Ariel have mutual respect. <laughs> you know what like, I'm going to say. Ariel calls her really <laughs> annoying straight afterwards. I thought that was awesome, too. I even, I'm like, we are really strong chefs. And 
Phil's like, what are you doing, Danny? Stop. The shade that they threw. I love it. The shade. The shade of it all. There's a great one on the... Uh, I know I shouldn't be talking about Amazing Race, but there's a great one on the premiere of The Amazing Race where there's a roadblock in a cave. And uh, the partner who was up on the surface said, oh, she won't quit. She's a tough cookie. And they immediately cut to her partner saying, you want to take a penalty? It was, just, it was wonderful. That was amazing. And Jared and Chad don't talk to each other and they get forced to have a banal conversation on the chef's table. I'm like, what is this? <laughs> and the music that they chose is amazing. Oh my god, it's like, what is this? And Manda serves the VIP chickens raw, which ends up with Ramsay pulling her into the pantry and telling her she she should take her apron off and go home. And he gives her ten minutes to pull it back and save herself. From what we know, she does. I mean, meat can get swamped pretty easily and everyone's just like, whatever. I don't know if it's because she's quiet or because they're mean or something. I don't know. I think I think Ben's going to kill me for this, but I, I think Joe is kind of like the nicest one out of there that's helping her or i guess in chad too so there you go you mean ben's two favorites joe and chad yeah ben's gonna listen to this and just abuse the two of us oh well i think it i think manda she's not quiet she's just softly spoken yeah she she's kind of like i don't know there are people like that that can't yell as well frank i I, i've talked about this before but i'm one of those people can't yell to save my save my life and Manda makes a comeback, and Ariel sets herself up as probably the front runner by having another fantastic service by doing the memorial thing of having a broken foot and still kicking ass. Red team's on fire at the moment. Yeah, but now they've got Chad, so they won't be. It's kind of debunked what Hassan said. He's like, I was over here to make this team good. And it's like, mm, well, how about that? And for the first time in four weeks, we have a winning team, which is obviously the red team meaning the blue team have to nominate two people. And this is also the first service since week one that the red team won outright. Yeah, jeez. Which is quite a legacy. It's, and you know, it's not that the fact that blue team crashed and burned spectacularly. It's just the fact that they just edged them out, which is another thing, and it's pretty good on them. And not content with being an asshole to Amanda, uh, Frank is then horrible about Jared as well, calling him a sorry human being. Mm-hmm, that rivalry is back. These guys. I don't know why people always say that women are hard to work with because of all the personalities and stuff and how they can't get along. I'm like, men are the same way. People in general can't get along together. Jeez. Why can't everyone get along? Go outside. You know how Ramsey told Joe off a few weeks ago for having a dirty jacket? Mm-hmm. Did you see how dirty Joe's jacket was during uh, the nominations deliberation? <laughs> it was filthy. It was, like, black. At least there was no... At least he wasn't serving food. Yeah, he wasn't serving food. But yeah, he his jacket was ridiculously dirty. At least he didn't have any writing on the back. <laughs> So the blue team quite quickly nominates Manda and Jared, and the person leaving Hell's Kitchen is nobody, and in fact Chad gets called forward and swaps with Danny. Yes, and they go back in line. I'm like, geez, we got saved from someone getting cut. I am very surprised that Ariel wasn't swapped over, because usually he swaps a bad person for a good person, and they've been setting Ariel up as being the sort of badass. So well, I thought I thought they'd try and send her over to save the blue kitchen. Yeah, that would make sense. I mean, someone over there would make sense. And next time it's country night. 
country steak night, technically, according to the press release. Uh, Jackie admits she's only been cooking for three months, and for some inexplicable reason, uh, the chefs get both weapons and a visit from a bison. Well, that three-month thing, there's got to be something to that, because in order to be on Hell's Kitchen, you have to have, like, at least a couple years of experience as a chef, so it's like, well, I don't... She has to do so- She has to be doing something with food prior to that. I was wondering about that. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I don't imagine it getting dropped. Um. So, shall we talk about the black jacket predictions? Seen as though they didn't take a hit this week. Well, we're trying to lock that in. So the four that we have left is Ariel, Danny, Jared, and Manda, wasn't it? No, Ariel was not on there. It was Ashley. It was Ashley, Danny, Jared, Manda, wasn't it? We we wanted to put her on there almost as soon as uh as we could when uh Eddie left, so it's like yeah. Darn. To be fair, I, I didn't really have that much faith in Eddie, but Well you should have. Eddie was awesome. Yeah, but that doesn't usually translate into getting far. You, so you don't want to put Jackie on there? Well, anything could happen. I suspect Jackie will be going fairly soon, but as I've said before, Jackie will probably be the last boot before Black Jackets. Probably. And who do you want to win? Who do I want to win or who do I think is going to win? I'm going to ask that later. It's basically the same thing I've said over and over again. Well, to be fair, I would love to see Amanda win. She's just amazing. I would like Ashley to win too so I can seem like so I can be right. I, I'm kind of that person. So. Yeah, so am I. So. I want to be right, but if one of those two win, I would be extremely happy. And who do you think will win? I think Ashley's going to win still. I mean, Ariel is is a good fallback. Amanda's a good one too. But like I said, I just can't shake that feeling that she is kind of the archetype a bit because she hasn't been seen messing up too hilariously bad. I mean, we had the stove at the beginning, but that was kind of just, I mean... I think the stoves are usually kind of indicative of a rigging or prone to rigging. So that's part of me that's like lazing over that for that reason. And even then... I think the final three will be all female. I think it'll be Ashley, Ariel, and Amanda. That happened last last time, yeah. Yeah, because it was Michelle, Megan, and T, wasn't it? Yeah, Michelle, Megan, and T, because Millie was out fourth. So I, I think we'll get an all-female final three. I want those three to be the final three. After having talked to you about it, I think that in that case, Manda would probably go in third and probably keep her jacket. Yeah. Because she'll have been on a journey. Jackie ain't going to black jackets. Chad ain't going to black jackets. <laughs> Joe ain't going to black jackets. I'd rather have Jackie in black jackets than Frank, but it's not about what I want. No, I, I think I think we're pretty much agreed that those four will be the next four boots. In, in some, some order. order, yeah. Unless something crazy happens. Like, my prediction just slowly falling out. I, I will be mad if Ashley does not get into black jackets because I've been like, yeah, yeah, she's you'll get it. And then, nope, she didn't even make black jackets. I'll be like, son of a bitch. I'll be disappointed, but I'll, I'll also find it hilarious. So, you know, swings and roundabouts. <laughs> Great. <laughs> so is there anything else to say about this week's episode? It's a good one. Or I liked it. It was a fun episode. It's fun. And, you know, we get animals next week. Yay. Yay, animals. And some that are alive instead of dead, like the fish on Chad's plate. That was an odd comment. Because I was like, yeah, it's dead. So is the one in Ashley's dish. And so is every single damn animal in the room. Everything's dead. 
I can't wait to see people's reactions because if you remember with the the duck challenge, everyone <laughs> thought, "Oh no, <laughs> a duck's raining from the sky." And, and yeah, the, the the rubber ducks raining from the sky. Everyone was really scared that they were actually going to have to deal with live ducks. So I cannot wait to see how people have to deal with like hundreds of pounds of real life bison. It's going to be awesome. What I remember from, I think this from, this was from last season too, with the rubber snakes. Because every every single one of them just started falling and onto the contestants. And why did my voice just go weird? But it was like, oh my goodness. This is why I watch the show. Basically, Heather is a sadist. <laughs> I watch it for my entertainment. And for me to be right. You have to watch anything for you to be right. That's how it works. Pressure's on. So thank you for listening to this Yes Chef Hell's Kitchen podcast. You can join Ben and Heather next week to dissect the next episode of Hell's Kitchen. If you've got any questions, feel free to contact us on our Facebook page, Reality TV Warriors, or on our Twitter account, at RTV Warriors, or our own Twitter pages, at MJ Houston for me, and at Heather underscore short 17 for Heather. And until next week, goodbye. Bye. Kristen, Ashley, and Danny, I'm shooting all you bitches in the face.